right, everyone. Welcome back to the Be Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Murphy, joined here with the lovely Allison Leard. Everyone, welcome, <laughs> Allie. I wanted to bring Allie on the show. We have a lot of history together. I met her in 2013, beginning of 2013, um, just as an athlete at CrossFit New England. And then uh, saved training, friends, and then in 2016, I remember you were a nanny for Ben and Heather Bergeron mm-hmm. and you wanted to get into coaching. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, to Austin, Hey, Allie's awesome. Like green is a coach, but like, that's what Austin and Denise do. They're yeah. able to like help and develop coaches. And then also I was like, in the event that we all want to go team, she would be an awesome person to have. Wink, wink. So comes into Reebok. We end up training together, working together, carpooling together competed in the CrossFit games together in 2017, finishing fifth place. Fittest team in the East coast. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, through that, through that entire journey, Allie has gone through some really incredible things when it comes from competition to being a mom of one. And then from being a mom of one to being a mom of two, and then working her way back into the competitive side, the training side, and all of these incredible things. So I'm very, very grateful that she came onto the show and excited to to talk more about it. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So you went to, you competed. When did you start doing CrossFit? Um, right after college, because I played college soccer, and then I found CrossFit New England because it was literally right down the road. And so that was 2000. Yeah, 2011. And you played, so- where did you play soccer at? LaSalle College in Newton. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I, I I see a lot of the competitive edge from people who are athletes in a different sport that come into CrossFit rather than the traditional, which is, hey, I just want to get a little bit fitter. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, I think it's kind of the, it's the story, right? Like you're a competitive athlete your whole life and then you need it something to fill that void afterwards and you find CrossFit and then you're like, ta-da, this is it. But 2011, you were, how old were you in 2011? 24, three. So that's still, I mean, that's still relatively young for someone who is like in shape in a, in a, in a traditional definition or doing a sport. So then you found CrossFit and then when did you want to start competing or was it immediate? Like, oh, Hey, I want to right away. I want to smash these bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I want to smash these skills. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it was. And when was your first time? So obviously you do the open, which is a worldwide online competition. Um, at the time there were five workouts. Uh, one would come out every week, right? You'd watch someone do the workout. There were all these standards that you had to do. If you wanted to be competitive, you had to film it. There were all these different things that had to happen. And they would take the top like zero 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 one percent that would go to regionals and then on to the CrossFit Games. So, what was your first year doing the Open? Um, so it was uh, actually it was that year because I joined the winter of my senior year. So that would have been right after my soccer season had ended. So like January, and then when was it? February, March. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was fresh. <laughs> fresh in there. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't do well. I don't think, I mean, I was good, but like, I didn't do well, well. So from a soccer player, yeah, I would imagine the cardiorespiratory endurance and running stuff. You're like, yep, check. Yes. Yeah. Good to go here. Yeah. 
what was something that surprised you coming in as an athlete that was like, wait, how is everyone doing this? Yeah. Um, just seeing, well, older people, people that were older than me, like being stronger, basically. I was like, how did you, yeah, how have you done this? Or how are you beating me? Yeah. <clears throat> I remember a workout in St. Thomas where Brian McCoy, who mm -hmm. you know, um, it was his first workout and Dave Haddow is 63 years old and is like dusting him in this workout. And Brian went so hard during the workout <laughs> that he finished. It was like three round workout. He finished two rounds trying to beat Dave and then had to like sit down and like drink water. He thought he was going to like die or be nauseous. I'm like, oh, well, dang it. Like that's the last time this guy's going to come in and then yep. came back for more. No, because you realize, yeah, that you're going to die and that you need to be beating these people. <laughs> I think there's like two minds. That, that's like the fight or flight where an athlete yes. comes in where a lot of people will be like, yep, this isn't for me. And the other side of it is like, nope, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to come back and beat this 63 year old yes. man in this workout. And I'm sorry if you're that other person, I don't know. I just don't understand. Everyone should have that feeling of, man, there must be something wrong with me. Right? Like, if you can't do that, <laughs> but people are like, just write it off. They're like, no, I'm content with this. I'm out. Yeah. And I think it's, we've spoken about this before when talking about people going into jujitsu, it's like, you can be, and it's like kind of almost like a segue of like athletes that go into jujitsu or CrossFit people that go into it. And it's like day one, you're getting your ass kicked by people who are like, I remember getting arm barred by like a 13 year old girl when I first went in and I was like, you know, I could see why people were like, nope, don't want to look bad. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the whole thing is like, people yeah. are so afraid to look bad or get beat. Right. And then people from other disciplines, bodybuilders, powerlifters who are incredible in their respective sport, right. they don't want to get beat. They don't want to look bad because yeah. if they're this athlete or fitness professional and then they get beat in this workout then they're like, oh, it's, you know, now I'm not official. Or I'm not, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know what that, I guess that's maybe, um, an ego thing. I think it's exactly an ego yeah. thing. <laughs> <clears throat> so 2012 would have been, or so, uh, no, 2011. Oh, 2011 was my first year. Yeah. And then, so 2013 was your first year competing at regionals. Right. Yep. And you competed for CrossFit New England. CrossFit New England. And how did that go? It went great. Um, we won, yeah, we won regionals, I think every year, except for 2015. Um, up till that point, I think that we were second or third. I can't even remember now, but still qualifying for the yes. CrossFit games. Yeah. Yep. So then your first year competing at the games is 2015. Right. Yep. So although qualifying 15 was your first year competing in that. Yes. Tell me about that experience about 2015. Oh my God. Um, amazing. But also feel like looking back on it, I think because I was in the space, um, or I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this too. I don't know, or, or did feel like this when you first went. I feel like I um, undervalued it a little bit. When I look back, I wish I had, I don't know, like I don't know, like sunk it in more. Like was like, wow, this is really amazing that I'm here. Um, and it's a big deal. I think, I don't know, maybe back then it wasn't as, mainstream as it's become now CrossFit in general or the CrossFit games, you know, obviously more people know about it, whatever, not even that that was that long ago, but I think even back then in 2015, in those times, a lot of like my friends, people like that didn't know about it really, mm -hmm. you know, or what you were doing, but now people really do. And maybe, but maybe that was just me 
I don't know. Yeah. Undervaluing it a little bit, but it was a, it was really good, but I wish I had, I guess, taken more time to be like, I worked really hard to get here. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> and even in the competitive side on that note, when you're like, I worked really hard to get here, <clears throat> people have no idea how fit you have to be to, to not even qualify for regionals. Yeah. And, and even there are people that are in affiliates, even people that are interested in competing, they're like, oh, I want to compete someday. And a lot of times the first, the first thing I ask them is like, well, are you willing to dedicate your whole life to never making it? <laughs> yeah. Because if so, then yeah, I would say go for it. Yeah. But if not, I mean now, especially. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think, I, I mean, I think, I think because other people didn't know what it was maybe at the time as much, I was like, maybe it's not that big of a deal but then I look back on how much work it took yeah. and I know how much work it took. And yes, people don't realize it's underappreciated because people don't, the normal person will never understand the amount of training time, your whole life that you dedicate and have to, you know, yeah, they just don't get it because they've never probably dedicated themselves to something like that before. Yeah. I mean, especially a physical test. Yes. Like people yeah. like, Oh, so you have to work out a lot. Yeah. They're like, and, and, you know, I think about it and this is like a, a good transition. I want to get back to like the competitive stuff. Yeah. We'll save some of the stories from 2017 mm. for a little bit later. Cause I feel like we've got some good stuff on yeah. that, <laughs> but like we knew every gram of macronutrient that was going into our body mm -hmm. for years Yeah. and not like, Hey, I'm eating healthy. And then you're like, well, what does that consist of? It's like, <laughs> no, I can show you on a log every single thing that I've eaten to hit the numbers that optimize my performance. And it's not something that is, oh, here's the optimized performance. It is, it is evolving in so many different ways and different things that can be modulated to <clears throat> optimize your performance. Do I eat more carbohydrates? Do I eat more fats? Do I eat more protein? Well, how is it? Everything is measured. Mm -hmm. And when there's that much precision that goes into it, there has to be that much dedication to match it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not just, Hey, you know, I see Allie at the gym working out. She looks good. You know, she's right. doing chest bar pull-ups, like good for you. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't see the sleep schedule. They don't see like everything else, everything which everything else, which now, you know, going back into more dedicated training and, and more uh, probably like a, a, from a competitive atmosphere is what you're going down now. Mm -hmm. It's still, you know, now you have two children mm -hmm. and you have businesses you're running mm -hmm. and you have clients that you have. So it's like, there's still a lot on the plate, but what was it like going from like 2017 competing to then becoming a mother and then getting back to it? Let's go down like the, like the child sure. avenue. Um, I was, after we were done, I was like, I'm out. I'm never competing again <laughs> <laughs> because what we just talked about, the amount of work and stress and emotions and all of it that go through it is so draining. Hence why when athletes are done the season, they are take so much time off, right? Because you're just fried. Um, but I was like really set on just becoming a mother and um, just settling down sort of situation and obviously continuing, you know, fitness, but not to that level. But anyways, I just realized how much I miss. I actually, how much I love training. That's the thing that people, I think that, are dedicated to anything that's going to, um, take up a lot of, I don't know, it's kind of like selfish in a way, I guess. Um, I hate to put it that way, but it 
a little bit, it, it kind of is. Um, you have to be, and because you have to put in that much work, right? So I just realized how much I love training or like the craft of it, right? Um, or they always say it's like the end of it, the competition, whatever you're in, the show, the, I don't know, the game, it doesn't even have to be anything fitness related, but whatever your end result is, is just sort of the, I guess the prize. But I mean, everyday stuff is something you have to really enjoy doing or um, yeah, you're not going to stick with it. It's like the, just like enjoying the journey. Exactly. I think you do have to, but even I, with that being said though, it's not like every day I want to work out. No, not <laughs> fucking no. at all. Yes. <clears throat> um, so. it, but it's, it is selfish in the sense of I have to prioritize myself and my own needs. Right. But I mean, we just spoke about this before we started recording. It's like how many people don't prioritize themselves and that are on our sickness, wellness, fitness continuum that have all these markers that's sick and they can't be as good of a parent, as good of a daughter, as good right. of a wife, as good of a, you know, all of these things because they don't have that even physical capacity or capability to, to be there for their, you know, husbands, children's parents. Right. And so, yeah, maybe you could consider it selfish and someone from the outside looking in can be like, mm, you know, yeah. selfish person. <laughs> but I mean, how much has it helped you with, I mean, not even just the physical aspect, but like the, like between the ears stuff oh, yeah. and, and having two kids that you have to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big thing. That's why, um, well, part of one of the reasons why starting a mom session or get passionate about continuing helping people with fitness, which I didn't think I was going to do after either, um, kind of stop coaching too, but, um, yeah, just how much it helps you, like what you said, emotionally, mentally, um, through, yeah, postpartum and pregnancy, basically. So you said mom session, what's that? The mom session is um, basically a program I started after I had my second baby um, to help pregnant women and postpartum women come back to fitness or continue fitness in a safe manner, basically. Um, there's a lot of things that happen during pregnancy and postpartum with our bodies and um, basically wanted to give people a way to continue fitness without having symptoms and um, or injuries, if you want to call it from pregnancy um, and feel good working out still. And I would imagine this came up organically mm -hmm. from you know, someone who has competed at a high level, you start to get a following of people who are like, oh, I'm interested in watching this person's journey. But I'd imagine you had a lot of people that reached out to you that probably that probably sparked this interest being like, hey, how are you doing this? I'm really struggling. And you're like, shit, I was really struggling. Mm. Maybe I can continue to help people. Is that how it said? I mean, were people reaching out to you? Are people still reaching out to you about that stuff? Well, yes, that was part of it. But another part of it was um, after... My second, so rewind real quick. <laughs> I, when I got pregnant or after competing, I was like, I'm going to get pregnant and I'm going to have a fit pregnancy and I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be still doing everything I'm doing and working out every day. And because that was kind of what the world tells you that you're going to be able to do. Um, and that wasn't the case for me. And it was huge um, shock <laughs> and very disappointing. Um, during both my pregnancies, I was huge. Remember? I was like, yeah, 
I remember Allie. It looked like, and this is this is a term is, of endearment. Yeah. And this isn't, yeah, I don't. It looked it like you had nine children in there. <laughs> I have a picture still on my phone that maybe we can put back into this of you rowing. Oh sure. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like a. Oh, this this person weighs four hundred pounds, but it was oh. like Allie looks fit, but there's like three medicine balls yeah. in her stomach. No, I mean, I there's a picture which we will definitely not. Actually, you know what? We could even bring it up. I would love to do that. I don't, you know, um, let's just put it all out there. I look like fat bastard. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. In the in, it's hilarious. Jeff took it of me. I sh- and I've showed it to all my girlfriends, and everyone's like, "No, you don't." And I'm like, "Yes, I do." Do you want to see this? And then I show them, and they're like, "Die," because it's a literally. I don't even mean to. It's it's pretty bad. In reference, cute. really quick. In reference, <laughs> fat bastard is a character on the movie. Um, Austin Powers. Oh my God. If you don't know that. So that a lot of people don't. Okay. <laughs> so we're, we're getting old Allie. This we is what are? happens. Yeah. So people would be like, like fat bass. That makes no sense. It's oh. a character. We can pull it. We'll put a side by side. Yes. Yeah, side by side. We need that. Of Mike Myers. who plays all these, all these characters in the movie, Austin Powers. If you haven't seen it in the second one, a character fat bastard is what Allie's referencing. Go on. <laughs> Um, anyways, what we were saying. Yeah. So I was like 200 pounds every pregnancy. Basically I had 10 pound babies each. Okay. Huge. I felt awful each pregnancy working out was really hard. It was not what I thought it was going to be, which I was going to be strong and healthy and crushing it. Doing handstand pushups, eight months pregnant and muscle ups. Yeah, exactly. Now. So that was the first disappointment. And then afterwards my body did not feel well afterwards. So I had, um, I almost felt like, and I can talk about any of this. Any of it. Right? It almost felt like a UTI. So I was like four months postpartum. I started getting back into it slowly, which I did not even do anything crazy, first of all. Um, Just regular like body weight stuff. I started having this feeling like a UTI, like I had to pee, but I didn't. Went to my OB. They were like, oh yeah, you probably have like a UTI. Didn't check, didn't do anything. I had a, they, the, what do they give you? What's the word? Antibiotics? Yeah. Antibiotics didn't do anything because I didn't have a UTI. Long story short, I had C-sections. So when the scar tissue builds up, your bladder is right behind that scar and the tissue can grab onto your bladder and it like pulls at it almost and make you feel like you have to pee. So that was just like one of like many different like ailments <laughs> that I had. But just as an example, like all these weird things started happening to me. It was just making it really hard to come back. And I'm like, if I'm experiencing this, what are other people experiencing that did not go to the CrossFit games that weren't the fittest of the fit at one point in their lives? And I want like other people must be experiencing this. It can't just be me. Um. And so lo and behold, I wanted to start this program to help people basically um, stay fit and healthy. And there's ways to do that um, with engagement of your core and your pelvic floor and breath work and all this and ease your way back in appropriate appropriate manner to accomplish all of this basically. And nobody tells you about any of this. So um, that's how it started really in short. So after the... I mean, the scar tissue is, is grabbing onto your bladder. Is there, (laughs) is there steps that you had to take to, to like fix that? And that's what you wanted. What was that process like? So I had, I ended up 
like I said, my OB was no help. So this is the thing. OBs suck basically in the United States, which, and I, and not all of them, I shouldn't say that, but, um, they don't give you these tools. So after you have, after you're pregnant, actually before you're pregnant, you should go to a pelvic floor PT and get checked out. So you have a baseline of like where you're at down there. Mm. And then, so once you get pregnant, things start changing. And then afterwards, you'll see where if things changed, maybe they didn't, maybe you're fine, whatever. But most of the time things are going to get a little crazy down there. Cause I can imagine. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, had to find a pelvic floor PT. Um, I had a lot of like scar tissue work done, um, which helps like break it up just like normal. The thing is that's crazy about all this is people don't realize your pelvic floor or whatever, if you got a C-section or not, that's all muscles. That's things that need to be worked on just like any other part of your body. Um, and you need to have, you need to fix that shit <laughs> before you go back to fitness or you're probably going to have some problems. And the amount of people, like, I didn't think if you don't have any problems, that's like amazing. I think the norm is that people do have a lot of problems, but nobody's normalized it. They're starting to normalize. It's becoming like more of a thing, which is great because people are talking about it. But before it wasn't, it's like, wasn't like no one wanted to talk about it, you know, but now it's, it's becoming more known and help is more available. You know, people like me, pelvic floor PTs, all of that's becoming more available. It's more popular, but bottom line is if you are, and whether you're in fitness or not, you need to be taking care of all of that because later is when it's really going to mess you up. You're going to be your pelvic floor. I've talked to so many PTs who the, most of the reason why people can't walk later in life is because their pelvic floor, like old people, like, do you want to be in a walker? That's what it's from. Or in a diaper peeing your pants <laughs> and men too, men and men don't realize it either, but it's important. I've peed my pants before. I'm sure you have. I don't know if it was from, <laughs> from pelvic, pelvic floor. From incontinence. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. You got to go get checked. That's, you know what? I'm on my way. You know what? Actually, we should do a follow up. You should go get checked. My PT does men. Okay. I'll get checked. I'll get checked. I'll get rechecked. <laughs> we'll go, we should do like a flop. I'll go in first. You get an internal exam. I'm not really sure what your internal exam that consists of. Terrifying to think about which way they're going in. Hey, and I mean this in, in the most appropriate way ever is it feels good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a muscles, like a massage. <clears throat> okay. We have, I think we have, are we cutting that out? We are no, 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 no. We're keeping that in. <laughs> I think we have different um, entry points Yeah. in which I'm not entirely sure what that'll look like. However, I think he's going to be like, Oh, did you, did you drink a lot before you peed your pants? And it would be like, <laughs> yeah, excessively. And they're like, oh, okay, that might be, that might be the first box to check. Actually, I am really interested to know more about the male pelvic floor and what that consists of. We're going to have to do a follow-up episode. I think we are. And it's going to be on the male pelvic floor. Yes. Cause we've all got them. Yep. It's true. And you know what? This is, brings me to another point. It's not even just women with babies. It's People who haven't, it's young girls, athletes. I mean, we know white women peeing at the bottom of a squat. Yeah. Like young, I mean, Lauren Fisher, right? That was a huge thing when she pissed her pants all over the floor at, what was that? ECC. Yeah, the ECC. 
here in Boston. That's just the way you worded it is so great. What? Yeah, she pissed her pants all over the floor. <laughs> pissed her pants. Um, um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But she it was had, like at the bottom of a clean, yeah, right? It was like a clean and jerk yeah, ladder. She like didn't a clean have or any something. babies, um, and she was young. She was like, I mean, she still was young, but she was maybe twenty or something. Mm-hmm. And if that's why is that happening to her already? I have a client who is an older now, but she was like, I've always had bladder problems even before I had kids. And her doc, her doctor was like, Oh, you just have like a, um, what, a weak bladder. I have a weak bladder. I'm supposed to be that? pissing my pants. <laughs> Nobody should be pissing their pants ever. <laughs> babies, maybe. Except if you're a baby. <laughs> yes. Babies are fine. I want to cut that into like our like headline of this. Yeah. Um, then there was that CrossFit video. I remember where it was actually referencing it because there were girls in competition yeah. in box jump workouts and double unders and this type of stuff. And it's like, and there were people that are like, yeah, it's, it's like a normal thing, exercise induced yes. you know, urination. However, you're saying there's things that you can do to like work on yes. that, like preventative things. Yes. Well, and that's the thing you say normal. Oh, this is normal. I had a baby. This is normal. I lift really heavy. No, it's not normal ever even if there's a fire. <laughs> Wait, what movie is that from? Set Brothers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm not calling him dad. Nope. Nope. Even if there's a fire. Even if there's a fire. Uh, that reminds me of, that's what I always think of. I'm like, it's never normal, ever, ever, ever. There's, and I guess it's similar too when at people reach a certain age and they're like, all right, well, it's time to go on statins because your blood pressure is high. Right, It's right. a normal that's thing. It's like, no, we've created, we've normalized it right. because enough people have done it. That doesn't mean it's the right way. Right. The food pyramid says that breads and pastas need to be the base of your, you know, of your nutritional guideline or of your nutritional input. And you're like, well, that was normalized and bad things happened from mm-hmm. it. So let's either unnormalize them or figure out a way to make it better for improvement as opposed to just saying, oh, you know, if someone can't walk anymore or someone has... <laughs> This, oh, yep, that's it. That's it. Like there's <laughs> nothing I can do to try to start working back in the right direction. That's interesting. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's the thing. And you can be very postpartum um, or have had problems for a long time and reverse it. Like it's, it's not like it can't be fixed because people will be like, well, I've, you know, when I, when you say postpartum, people think like you're postpartum, like a year or something or a couple months or whatever it is. And you, I mean, postpartum, what they say is postpartum is forever because it is forever, but it, it doesn't matter how far along, long you are. You could have kids when you're, you know, your t- kids could be 20 and you could still be having these issues, which people are having these issues. Um, and it just gets worse with age. And that's the thing why you got to catch it. But it, all it takes is, um, strength work. So that's huge single leg work. All of that stuff is connected. So like your pelvic floor is like a bowl. So if you want to think of it like that, and then all the muscles come up and connect. And so you want strong glutes because that's your powerhouse right there. And you want strong legs. And a lot of women like to do things like running and spinning and that's great, but that's not going to make you strong. Mm -hmm. Right. As we know. Yeah. I mean, from, from a standpoint is if you are completely sedentary and you can't get off the couch, sure. You'll 
gain some strength in moving it, but at right. some point in time, there's there's muscle activation and and what you're saying is specific mu- muscle activation that can actually yeah. get someone there. Yeah, and I mean, and as we get older, so I keep talking about that, and I know I'm, I'm like I'm not old, and people are like you're not old, but once you hit a certain point, with once women and men, I think once you were like 30, then things start like deteriorating, and you know you muscle, uh, sorry, weight training is the best thing for, for older people to be doing. I mean, yes, it's important to have cardiovascular health, right? We all need that as well, but people are just so focused on that because they're like, I don't want to be fat or I don't want to gain weight. You're going to, you're going to lose fat lifting weights. Let's do that. You know, and gain, you know, it's, I think from a capacity standpoint, I think EC recently had a post that said like the number one thing you can do to combat aging is weight training Yeah, is like strengthen your body. And it makes sense. Right? We, we talk about it in yes, CrossFit as far as a work this, capacity, right, right. you know, a person who is really, really strong at 50 years old and continues to do weight training, even if it's not, you know, even though they're not making PRs or personal records and yeah. squatting more than they ever have, right. the quality of their life and longevity of their life is going to be better because yeah. of the strength that they have. Right. Whereas someone who may just be a traditional like runner and they can be a, an incredible runner and right. that's great. Yes. yes. But at some point in time, you still have to sit down and stand up from the toilet. You still have to get up yeah. in and out of bed. Right. And the, the stronger you are in those positions, sure, maybe I can't do 50 unbroken GHG sit-ups anymore. Right, right. But like, and, and my grandma can't do that either. But if she at one point in time had the capacity or my mom who had yeah. the capacity of doing those, yeah. she's not going to, I'm not worried about her getting out of bed. Exactly. And those are the things that matter down the line, like peeing your pants. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to pee your pants. Let's keep that strike training up. That's right. That's the bottom line here. That <laughs> is the, that's the story. So we talk about strength training, but also um, the other big thing that we kind of talk about is engagement of your core. So doing that properly. And I know even just from coaching CrossFit, you being, I mean, how many people don't really know how to engage their core properly, right? Like, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's, and if you're not, that's the other thing. If you're not doing it correctly, then like, you're just, you're really missing out on almost like the exercise, right? Entirely. Um, so we talk more about how to do that properly. And it's a lot through um, also breath work. So we talk about pressure. So our body here is like a canister. You want to think of it. And everything needs to be nice and even when we breathe so that we're not having pressure in either down into our pelvic floor or can go out into our bellies um, when we're pregnant or postpartum, um, because that allows things to just be weaker. And so talking about how to basically make sure that's not happening as well when we work out, obviously that, um, would make sense because when we're working out, we're breathing hard, right? So we're not really in control of that, but that's a huge piece of becoming in control of that, um, so that you can make sure that you're not causing injury as well there. So there's lots of different components and it sounds pretty complicated and people, I know even for me, when I started doing PT and doing that kind of strength um, work of focusing on my breath and engagement and when to do it. And um, it's overwhelming and there's a lot to think about, but um, it's like kind of the, the boring work that you have to do to yeah. be, to, to get where you want to be. <clears throat> yeah. It's, you know, people, people fall into the novice curse, right? Like, Oh, I can do a crunch. So I should be able to do all this stuff. Exactly. There's a, there's a lot more that goes into mastering the fundamentals it sounds like there's a series of fundamentals. Yes, for there's it. a series of fundamentals. That's exactly what it is. And I, my class, uh, 
that I coach and um, just in general in my sessions, depending where you're at in your fitness journey and coming back. But um, it's, I wanted to make it fun. So there is high intensity functional movement <laughs> that I like to, I'm not, I don't, I, it's CrossFit. Let's just, we'll just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> cause I freaking love it. <clears throat> and I'm just pretend that we don't do it. Cause people are like, oh, I don't want to do CrossFit. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then they're like, oh man, that was great. I'm like, yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and, but we add in, in my class, so we'll do that because you should enjoy your fitness as well. And you can enjoy your fitness without having to worry about all those things, but you need to add in the, that kind of boring work. So we add that into the class and that's kind of how I trick people. <laughs> hey, that's, I, I'm on the, I, I get Trickery. it. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. People be like, Hey, you know, I, I don't want to do, you know, I've had clients in both ends. Yeah. I don't really want to do cardio today. I just want to do some lifting stuff. They're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. And then you essentially trick them at the end. They're like, that was, you know, that was better than I thought. Yeah. Or people are like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lift any weights. You're like, oh, oh no, God, no definitely not going to lift some weights. <laughs> like just kettlebells. You're like, well, kettlebells weight. Yeah. It's, it's an external object that now you're moving. You are weightlifting. Yeah. If it is one pound or it's 70 pounds. Yes. Or in terms of poods, um, if it's, you know, zero poods or two poods, <laughs> like if it's, it's, it's weight. Yes. And then. And then when they get to the point where like, oh, this feels relatively light. It's like, okay, well let's, let's try this then. And there's yeah. like that, that, you know, people, people think, people seem to think they know what to do when they come to a trainer and not everyone no. when they come to a trainer and which is interesting to me. They're like, Hey, I want your help, but I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it. <laughs> and I just want, and like a lot of times I'm like, okay, yeah. How's that working out for you? <laughs> oh, Oh, not so good. Okay. Well, oh, let's okay. try. Maybe let's, maybe let's sprinkle in uh, some of what you're paying me for. Yeah. 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 Let's just try something different a little bit, you know? Um, that's actually, now that you say that, that's so funny. Um, oh no, I lost my train of thought. You were talking about people be, like knowing what's good for them, yeah. but now I'm, I'm coming into a trainer and being like, oh yeah, like we're going to get fit, but here's how we're going to do it. Like, okay. Mm. So why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Not training me. All right, the workout on <laughs> yeah. there and rock and roll. Oh God, yeah, but, that's always good. But you're doing some some outside of just the pelvic floor work and outside of the mom sets. You're doing some private training as well. Yes, yep, yep. So I don't just do that, but um, you know, I just do regular private training for for women, and I'm all about that strength training life. I think um, that's what people are really missing. That's just what I found um, when I start to just you know, you get that first session with somebody and you start kind of testing out mm -hmm. where people are at. Right. And people are, and even people that have been working out a lot or they do consistently move, which is great. And you're like, but you can't like, I don't know, you can barely, and like, obviously this chair is kind of low, but maybe even at just like a box height, mm -hmm. um, 20 inches, let's say, and they can't get up with one leg. I mean, there's something, you're missing something there. Or even two legs. Even two without legs, Without like the, yes, the assistance the of, assistance. I gotta like right. hold onto this right, and press right. myself out of this dang thing. Right, and but there's just, and you're like, maybe that's what's missing, you know? Maybe mm -hmm. there's some things there that you need to, or you can't squat, you know, below pair. I mean, we talk, and I mean, it's all of this stuff. It just amazes me because I've been out of it for a little bit, I think. And now that I've been in it within like the past year again, and just seeing all these different levels of fitness and just the strength thing is huge. The cardiovascular thing, people have definitely got down because what people think is if they're not 
dying out of breath too. That's the other misconception that they didn't get a good workout in. That's the other thing. That's not always true. Mm -mm. Right. We saw that with the the two o'clock bootcamp class that we ran at Reebok. Oh yeah. So we started this class at two o'clock that was like, Hey, we're going to do a bootcamp class because people were like, like, I'm not going to do CrossFit. Great. And it was for the people that were like, if I'm not you know, dead sweating at the end of a workout, I'm not right. getting a good one in. Or how many times you hear that as a trainer? Like, oh, I just want to get a sweat in today. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'm just going to do um, what I actually had planned. So <laughs> let's do that. But so we ran this two o'clock bootcamp class and it ended up expanding to this giant group of people because they're like, oh, we're going to do the bootcamp. It was CrossFit, but it just didn't incorporate as many technical movements. Yeah. We would try to add in like like maybe one movement that we actually had to teach and coach during it. So it wasn't just here's your workout, go do it. I mean, there's there's movement mechanics that need to be refined during a workout, especially when they have consistency and a warm-up of doing it well. Those consist- The consistency of those mechanics need to be checked up on and they need to be corrected. We saw it today when, when Hurley was, was working out and we did a workout together. It's like as you started getting tired, you felt it was like, you know, for our deadlifts, it's like your back starts to round in mm-hmm. that. And so having a coach that's there to correct you, it's like, those are the pivotal moments of when we do that. But in this boot camp class, we tried to simplify it. I'm making this story way too long. And <clears throat> essentially it was a gateway in for people doing CrossFit. Cause at some point in time, you know, Allie Holmesy, who is one of my favorite people to train is like, at, she could only row at 900 calories an hour. Mm-hmm. And there are other people who are beating her off the rower. And she'd be like, like angry at it. Right. Like, well, why can't I, why can't I be, you know, like I, I can pull it 900 calories an hour for two hours, but she couldn't pull over a thousand if her life depended on it. And this is just a generalization. I'm not like, sorry, Allie. <laughs> uh, and it's like, well, cause you don't have the strength. You don't have that power. You don't have the strength to do that. Right. So if we can manipulate or modulate this training a little bit or target it for you, maybe we get a little more strength training and a little less reps, a little bit more weight. Right. Maybe we can improve that side of it. And it was such a, like a cool way for everyone who's like, I just want to sweat to then see people that were going from this into like the, just the heavy days with the CrossFit class. It's like, well, this is what I need because I need to get stronger. Exactly. Right. And that's where the variance piece comes in (laughs) as we know. (laughs) Well, it's funny because when I, I speak about a lot of this stuff and I speak about objective training, like why would you do a workout where you don't know, you know, how much it weighs, how many times you move it and, and how long did it take you to do that? Yeah. It's like when you do that, then you can make fitness objective. And and when I talk about this stuff, I have to take that step back because we were so into this niche of this world at the time of competitive CrossFit and even just CrossFit training that people, there's a lot of people that don't know or understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. People's minds are blown when you're yeah. like, oh, wow, like standardizing a range of motion isn't just, just because everyone can't do it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be the standard, mm-hmm. right? You can work on different stuff, right? but that's the way you can test and retest and have something where it's like, Hey, here's your set workout. Like, Oh, well, I was kind of squatting low on this one, but then I squatted low on this one. It's like, no, like standardize it and make that the, make right. that the rule. Right. Right. I have a quick question as we talk about, um, uh, just movement. Yeah. So now that I'm kind of into this personal training world that I wasn't really in before and more of like a range, right? Mm. Not just specifically CrossFit, I guess we'll say. What, what, do, what do you think about the movements that are hybrid movements? Like what? Like, I don't know, like you add in, you know, people are doing like, okay, this is silly, but 
because I don't know if this is silly, but they're doing like a press and then a and a side press and then a press up here and then a press out here and then all in one movement. What what what's what's your thoughts on that? We when we talk about defining characteristics functionality, it's it's the ability to express high power. Yeah. It's the ability to move large loads long distances quickly. There's descriptive characteristics which are, you know, their quarter extremity movement expressions. They are natural, they are safe, they are um, you know, they're compound yet irreducible. There's all of these things that maximize you know, the results that we want. Right. Now, when there's certain ways that our body, our bodies weren't intended to move. So like a natural movement wouldn't necessarily be holding a weight out here. Right. If it were, then this is how everyone would carry their groceries. Exactly. But it's not because it's, it's very inefficient. It is moving a load away right. from your frontal plane. Is there some benefit of accessory movement? Maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but even when we talk about the simplicity of a leg extension, when you're sitting down on the machine and you're extending your leg, you're like, yeah, I can feel my quads burning. Right. There's something that's going on here. But as an accessory movement, what, what people aren't really understanding too is that you're you're moving your knee in the way that it's not necessarily intended to. Sure, it's made to extend and flex, but what are the muscles in charge of doing that? Right. Where is the groove of your patellar tendon sitting when you're doing that? And there's these things that are wrong with it, right. which makes them then less safe. Right. So like, can you do them if there's like a certain result you want, right. if there's a, a body physique thing? That's what I think it is, like, right? The body physique thing. That's yeah. really what the purpose of them. Cause I'm just like, I'm, I, I see all these other trainers and I'm like, Oh, like I'm very yeah functional and they're not. And I'm like, so what is that doing? Yeah. I think people want to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. People like new people like flashy. Yeah. 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 Um, I think if, if I can see someone who can do a single rep of squat therapy against the wall, arms up over their head without overextending their spine, going through a full range of motion and standing up, it's like, yeah, if you want to, you know, do some extra, you know, wobbly do's and stuff like you go for it. <laughs> but outside of that, like what's more important? You're like, Oh, I really want this, the anterior delt to pop when I wear this dress for my wedding. It's like, well, cool. But like, do you want to be able to pick your children up when you're 50? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, maybe there's room for it, but I think the, the, the basis of a training program is, is exactly what you're doing. It's exactly right. what we've always done. Right. Right. And think about how many clients in mass in a general have followed that guidelines under, I mean, not just us, I say us, it's like mm-hmm. a whole of the, of our unit that yeah. when we were working at Reebok, but how many people improve the quality of their lives by, by not doing the other stuff, by just doing that. Oh my God. I know. And that's, what, I guess, yeah, it's like, oh, it could be so simple if you just let it be simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, but people want the sexy stuff. Right. Right. It's the same thing as like, like, you know, like, oh, for the pelvic floor work, yes. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do ball bounces yeah. and you're like, <laughs> I mean, there, there may be something, you know, you take an ISO ball and, you know, yeah. hump it over to your friend. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. there could be something there. Maybe. However, where you're going to be much better set is by mastering the fundamentals and mastering the basics of these movements. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I hate, I hate that. And people are like, oh, well, this really, really, it's like, okay, like great. If it works yes, for you. Right, right, right. And that's the other thing. I'm not, if you're moving your body, great. Yeah. Like, but call it what it is. Yes. Right, right, right. I think, yeah. So don't tell me, don't, don't be like, you know, this, you know, this thing is like, it's just super functional for this. Yeah. It's like, it's a little bit of a stretch. Let's call it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what your shoulder muscles are used right. are used for. Should you have a capacity in it? Yeah. Should you have a capacity to be able to move a, a load in a rounded back position? Right, right, For right. sure. Yes. But if you do the basics, you'll be able to probably do that <laughs> yeah. if you need to. <laughs> and why I think it's so important coming from someone like you 
is because I can talk about it until I'm blue in the face and it may fall upon deaf ears, kind of what we were talking about earlier. However, when people see someone like you with an aesthetic that they want, being a, a beautiful woman, I can say that because her oh, husband's my best friend. So thanks, that's okay. Connor, that's nice. But hearing it from you is different than someone hearing it from me. Just saying, hey, here's what I'm doing for training and here's what I can help you with. People will see that and be like, this person inspires me. You are able to inspire people outside of the realm that I will ever be able to. And it's and it's oh, and it's cool in the fact that it, that you're you weren't just like, well, now I'm gonna be a mom. You know, now you're going to be, which is the most difficult thing. <laughs> Hurley and I were talking about this the other day. I was like, I had four straight days with Ty and it was, I mean, it wasn't like I had, I was like taking her to daycare, doing other yeah. stuff, but it wasn't like I was like trying to tap out, but I was like, man, this, is, hard. this yeah. is exhausting. It is. It really is. Well, even when I don't have Jeff around or something, I'm like, how do single parents do it? It's so hard. Like if you don't have someone there to help you, it's freaking hard. Even just for an hour, someone oh, yeah. coming over and being like, hey, you can just, just go lay down face down yes. for 30 minutes. Yes. Right? Yep. That, that's the yes, energizing that I it, need. It, it's, it's so true. Oh my God. It's so tough. Parenting is harder than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> It's but, worth it, but it's just, it's hard. And I think it's hearing, hearing that from you and hearing that you're still training. And then we can even get it back into like, like your own training oh, yeah, yeah. about like competing again and being, yeah. you know, fitter than you, you know, since that 2017 and since the pregnancies, like getting back to a fitter version, will you ever get back to how fit you were in 2017? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Will it's, I ever get back to as fit as it was? Probably not. Yeah. But you know what? There's so much further to fall off. Yeah. And so it's inspiring. Um, even when like, uh, when like Rachel or Jeff and I were talking about yeah. like, like you like training and competing and you see it online, it's oh. like, man, it's so fucking awesome to see and inspiring. Well, I think too, like, cause people have been like, you know, it's really hard. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I know it's really hard. Like, I mean, I do definitely know they're like, it's really competitive now. I'm like, I know. Yeah. But I enjoy it and why not? Like not even like, oh, well, what else am I going to do? It's just like, I, like I said, really enjoy training and I want to do something hard. And if I make it great and if I don't, that's okay. But like I pushed myself again. I do something that I enjoy doing and um, getting as fit as I possibly can that I'm able to with, you know, having kids, the time restraint, you know, trying to, do all the things that I can't do as like a professional athlete, which we used to be able to do. Right. Yeah. And now it's just, what am I able to accomplish? I guess with what I have. Yeah. And I think that's, <clears throat> it's cool and inspiring. And that, that's what's kind of like the main bit of why, um, I was so happy you wanted to come on here and talk about that Yeah, because people can see that now and, and we still got some time left. Yeah. Um, but I just would like, if you want to like reach out to Ali about any questions and that stuff, we'll have all the social media stuff and all yeah, of that around. Totally. But when we talk about, you're like, I don't have all the time allotted for essentially being a professional athlete, which is what we had. Yet it's hilarious because even in those moments I would wake up and the only thing I mean, I'd be like stressed. I had two emails in a day. I'm like, man, I got to go over to the main building. <laughs> I got to get to work. Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do today, <laughs> but I would wake up and be like, the last thing that I want to do this morning is to go to team training. The last thing I wanted to do. And it wasn't that I didn't love every person on my team and that we weren't a, like an, an awesome group, but it was just like, it was exhausting. And then there's some days where 
who knows like what or why, but you'd be like, oh, I'm really excited for this. Probably when it's a workout that You're you good. would, yeah. And there's a difference between being good at a workout and being better than the other people yeah. who are doing the workout. <laughs> Like someone could look at me and be like, oh, Connor, you're great at deadlifting. And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking hate it. I'm going to blow my back out on this thing. It's the worst thing. Why? Because, because I had to deadlift with Austin, <laughs> who also deadlifted 600 pounds and then ran a marathon. Exactly. Like, fresh off of a plane. He's, I love that guy. He's crazy. He's the best. <laughs> but I mean, even like the, the competitive side of it and team training, there's so many just like good memories and stories and and it's, it's almost like that quote from the office. And it's like, what I wish I could do is like how I wish I could know when you're in the glory days, uh, like when you're in it rather than like being able to look back on it. Oh yeah. I know. Same. There was that time. I know like just our dynamic people don't realize I, there's also a video that I just, cause it came up on my memory feed and I sent it to Rachel and we were practicing at the time. It was a heavy dumbbell squat clean. I think it was either, squat snatch. Squat snatch. Yeah. Oh yeah. I posted, you saw it, right? it was either 53 or 70. It was something heavy. And I remember like, we're discussing it. Like, did you hook grip? Did you, Oh God, I'm scared. You know, like God, my arm's going to fall off. And then you got you and like Connor Nugent off to the side doing whatever piece of training you were doing. You're like, come on, you little, don't be a little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, fine. It was like, yeah, I remember it. Cause like I listened to it and when you turn the volume yes, up, it's like, it's like, like, you know, bitch. you guys being your little, like your little mini emotional supportive, yeah. which was like, it's okay if you don't want to, <laughs> and then like, like just lift it. And then you would, and then everyone would be like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> but even just those small things like, oh, this is a person who knows how to do everything. All of a sudden dumbbell snatches get in and they didn't even say what it was. Yeah. It was like, there's going to be a dumbbell snatch. Right. And then Austin's like, we're practicing this until, <laughs> until, until we're all dead. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. That was really fun. We trained so much. I remember like too, by the end of the day, if we had any time, well, there wasn't uh, people from like Reebok in the gym. We were just like, just took a nap, like on the outside on the doll on our mats, like, like just lay on the quick turf. Five minutes. I just got to close my eyes. I remember one time where we were waiting for Kate in our training session. So in the CrossFit games in 2017 was the last year they had six person teams, which was I think very interesting because I think you can get four really fit people together and do really well. However, to get six really fit people together, you had to work as a unit and you had to work as yes. a group, which we kind of learned along the way, especially when we went uh, with Bill Anthes when we did the, like the between the oh, ears yeah, training. That was great. We did like a, like an overnight all night type training. We were, we had no idea what to expect, but we worked with a guy who was helping us work more as a unit. And it was something that I think, Austin Spencer was always good at it because Spencer didn't want to hurt to train. Like he didn't want to be that miserable. Granted, he was incredibly fit, but Austin always like he wanted to go as hard as he could go. But if five other people weren't that fit, he was actually going to ruin the workout for all of us. We would all then struggle with the workout because he wanted to go so fast. And I remember we were carrying this um, gurney yeah. with like four 150 pound medicine balls on it. Just like a, like an insurmountable like task where it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. And we're, you know, we're yelling at each other and then we start to get, and it's like, well, you guys feet are hitting. So we start to get the cadence, right? Yeah. And then we start to get, well, with, if Connor's grip is the weakest on this side, 
then we can only go for 20 seconds. So we'll call the cadence, we'll lift for 20 seconds, and then we'll rest. Mm -hmm. And even though Austin wasn't as exhausted, we were able to move so much faster doing right, that. Right, right, right. I think a lot of teams, I also remember there was one, we were testing a workout. It was the thruster burpee workout. Yeah. And I remember we were you know, doing the burpee over and like everyone had to do, do a burpee and then everyone had to jump over the worm and then face down. And we couldn't jump up until everyone was on the side. And I remember Austin at one point in time was like snapping at you. Oh yeah, that was, and he was a just rough like, day. He's like, Allie, let's go. Like as if you weren't trying your hardest. Like, yeah. Allie, let's go. And again, Austin like learned from that. It was his first time going team. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we all like got to one side and he's like, Allie, get over here. And I remember I turned to Austin. I was like, Austin, shut the fuck up. Like just like scream. Yes. And I've never like been I able know. to speak no. to him like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it, he was like kind of quiet and we finished the workout. If it was a bad workout, we wouldn't speak to each other oh, for like yeah. 25 minutes afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you and Rachel would be like, oh, you did such a good job in this job. one. I'd be like outside <laughs> smashing a PVC pipe over a tree. Austin would be like Austin's chewing a full yeah, pack of gum, oh answering emails on his phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever I pick up my phone after a workout, I always like, I think of Austin, I'm like, I'm being Austin right now. <laughs> like right after. You're He'd like, be responding to emails. I'd still be doing the workout. Yeah. I'm sitting on a stack of plates. Can you cheer for me? Yeah. No, but that day, like that was a rough, yeah. I got yelled at a lot. I was really bad at, actually, I am so much fitter. Um, burpees over anything now are one of my best movements. See, you can get better and be old. <laughs> well, also when you when you work on those certain yes, things. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I remember, yeah, I was I was the weak link, right? And that, that was not good right there. But then we figured it out, yeah. We, well, we all had our weak no, links. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. In the traditional training, Austin just didn't have them as much. Right. But I sure as shit remember that CrossFit Games workout, the, the opening workout, the run, swim, run. That was hell. I, the, our worst mistake was pairing you and Rachel together. Yeah, that was the worst mistake there. Because like, well, we don't, I mean, you know, how are you feeling? Okay, okay, well, I'm okay. Meanwhile, should I'm, we slow down? It, it, meanwhile, <laughs> I'm, we're going too fast. I'm dragging Austin. He's like throwing up out of his eyes because <laughs> swimming wasn't his most proficient movement. And then Hinshaw's like, drag it, drag it. But Austin's looking at me. It's like, no, <laughs> but that was cool. we started to get, and I remember in like the hay bale workout, it was a workout where the girls were uh, a oh, team of man. three and the guys were a team of three. And you had to carry a guy. So two guys were carrying. One guy was laying down on a yeah. gurney, which was a great exercise for me on the first round, just laying down on a gurney. And then uh, and then they had to do burpees over a hay bale, and then you'd have to switch. But you couldn't switch until both teams were complete. And I remember you guys kept getting no reps from, like, getting up too soon or whatever yeah. it was. And so you had some reps to finish before we were able to cross the finish line. Yeah. And the judge didn't have his hand up yet, which meant that, like, that's how many reps we had left. Right. And I remember Austin was like, he was like going to go over there to be like, let's go. And I'm like, it wasn't a matter of like, it was like the matter of like getting the reps down. Right. So we stayed, I was like, we're going to stay like two different sets, like 40 yards away from them yeah. until the hand goes up in the air and then we'll go so we can finish at the same time right. so that they're not sitting there. We get into those like group arguments yeah. again. Oh yeah. Um, that workout was really tough. I remember that one actually we, so we had three, Oh, and then what about the workout where I completely lost my grip? The the obstacle course. Oh, yeah. That sucked really bad. Actually, that was probably the most upsetting. That wasn't even because I had gone through it and practiced fine. And then it rained. And then it rained and everybody, and it wasn't just me. A lot of other people struggled with it, but I think it was because we were out in the cold so long. Mm -hmm. It was freezing. 
And for some people, their grip, just like their forearms, just like went. Well, we, we made the rookie mistake too of not everyone else like got chalk in their pockets oh, yeah, to be able to grip. Chalk. And yeah. we were just like, you know. Because we had, it, it's unfortunate because actually I really think we would have been top three for sure if we hadn't made like a couple mistakes. Yeah. Like, like these stupid mistakes. But I think the other thing, we went in there and we were not really expecting much. And then we realized after the second workout, we're like, wow, we're fucking fit. Yeah. We're going to crush these bitches. Especially when we should have been higher placed, but I had decided to crash a barbell into every oh, single fucking <laughs> pillar. Oh yeah, you did. Why, why was that? Oh yeah. Nothing to do with fitness. Nothing to, nothing do. to do with fitness. We're doing muscle ups and squat snatches and we're the first team to advance. Yep. We had to roll these stubby bars and it had to go like over a little mat yes. that we had to have up there because Austin couldn't reach the rings. And on the very first one, I'm going over like barbell hits the side of the rig and I like spin it around. And I did it like three more times. And it cost us probably 30 seconds on the workout, which is the difference between, I think, the 12th place we finished in and the second place where we would have been. I mean, yeah, you're just like, I mean, yeah. you have so many of those. It's, but we actually did We actually did crush that workout though. Everybody yeah. did. I, even regardless of those things, you did and us girls did too, which was, that was really fun. But I think that's when we realized like we were competitive and yeah. we needed to like go that was really fun though oh man some of those like the worm workouts where it was like no one wanted to pick up the bag oh god yeah and yet you're still just we we're just doing like the power there's that picture of of us doing the power clean and it looks like you like both you and i heads oh, are chopped yeah, off because yeah. we're just trying so hard to get that Our thing up there face is just full on um there was also this is a regional and regionals was that was really fun the one we went to before that was more because there was practice before obviously mm -hmm. and stressful but I also remember we were in the locker room or something and you and Spencer were like in these boxes what was that part you were like hidden and you like pop out you're like hey guys watch this and you were like in I don't know we were in a box do you remember that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. You we were it was a locker room whatever because we were in a stadium right? Yeah. A stadium. Yeah we come into this locker room and you're like, where are you guys? And you're in fucking a box <laughs> and you like popped right out. You're just like, really hiding to yeah, scare you're just you hiding. guys. Yeah. We're just like fucking around, but it was, it was like little things. I remember that was funny. That was fun. Broke my neck at regionals. Yes. That too. Yeah. That was bad. Didn't really know until later either. Well, the chiropractor's like, Oh yeah, you're good. You just need an adjustment. I was like, mm, I yeah. think something's pretty out of whack. He's like, okay, no, I'm not going to adjust. You. I'm just going to give you a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to break your neck like, again. Okay. That was yeah, that was rough. Yeah, medical malpractice, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, the competitive side thing, it can be fun. Kind of the whole like story, uh, uh, you know, I love obviously reminiscing, but it's, there was more to it than, Hey, there's just a bunch of motivated fit people. Like yeah. we all struggled with motivation. We all struggled with different days, having better days, worse days. Yeah. And going from that to, you know, and, and where I'm at too is obviously significantly less of body stresses than you went through in pregnancy, but even just dipping from that fitness. And there's definitely times when I'm not motivated to train. Yeah. And with the business and the work we're in now, there's just this assumption that, like, oh, it just wants to train all the time. And there's oftentimes it's not the case, but there's still motivation to be had. And there's still a chance to get to not only your fittest, but just so much more capacity than there is falling off. 
Well, I think too, with, with just saying that, um, that's another thing that in this, I feel like is a big thing right now, like in the social media world is like the motivation thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not about motivation, it's just about consistency. We've been doing it yeah. for so long, but that's the other thing that's like so, it's annoying to, I think people like us because people are like, well, it's just easy for you. Well, it's not easy for me. Like, yes, I've been doing it way longer than you and I put in like the work, but I mean, it's still difficult. Every day you have to like make yourself do it. Like, yes, some days you wanna train, but there's days that like what you said, just like any other normal human being, you don't wanna do it yeah. and you have to do it. You just make yourself do it. Just like you have to brush your teeth. You have to wipe your ass. <laughs> you have to not pee in your pants. <laughs> Same do you thing. think there's people who don't actually want to wipe their butt? Probably. That was me as a kid. Yeah, no, definitely kids. Because I'm like, did you, I'm like, Finley, did you wipe your butt? <laughs> I don't know. It could be a 50 50 there. There were times I remember I would always have like skid marks on my underwear. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I wanted to go back out and play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I poop and I just tuck my waddy toddies in there and we're ready to rock. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that's exactly what it is. People just FOMO, so they can't. <laughs> I want to get back out there. I got to get back out there. I can't. But the, yeah, you're right. The, you know, I think that right now motivation is getting this like bad rep and it's all about like discipline. You have like the, the Jocko Willings and mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, the David Goggins guys who are incredible, but it's like, it's a discipline and it's a consistency, but there's also a motivation piece. Oh, right, right. No, I know. And Corey Gregory talked about this and, and it's like, how do you like inspire someone? It's like, it's really hard to inspire. You can be inspiring for someone, right. but to like really inspire someone to want something, what you need to do is take someone who is, let's say 35% body fat and you need to find in them their, their, their utter disdain to look like that. And then that can be their motivation to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. To say, Hey, I don't want to work out today but I don't want to work out today worse than I want to be 35% body fat. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think that, I mean, and again, this was just something I've been, you know, thinking about, yeah, thinking yeah. about a lot about, and there is a motivation factor. What is it? You know, do you want to be inspiring for your kids? Right. You know, the, the guy who came on here slate, who lost a hundred pounds in a year of doing CrossFit. Right. And it was because he was like playing on the floor with his son and he was like, like rocking to like struggle to get back up. Yeah. And his son equated like dad to beer. So it was like, like when dad would get home and be like, oh, dad drinks beers. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want that. Yeah. And sure, there's fucking days that he woke up and he was like, oh, I really don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. But not as much as he doesn't want to like, you know, leave his child out there because he can't physically do a task. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even I know, cause I think moms feel guilty about, or anybody feels guilty about taking that time to go to the gym or train or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know what? Cause I'm being like, oh, mommy's going to the gym. Uh, like again, um, I'm like, I mean, I'm not, I'm, what What am I saying there? I'm like, I'm going to the gym. I am mm -hmm. want them to be like, oh, mommy's at the gym. Yeah. Like, and that I rather them remember me about doing that than being like, mommy's gonna go have a martini. Yeah. And it's, it's we like joke about that, yeah. but like, that's the reality. That's reality. Yeah, but that's what, yeah, exactly what people do. It's almost the rule rather than the exception. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, like you think about that kind of stuff, how do you motivate? Cause we're constantly trying to help people. So we're trying to think of how can we, how do we motivate them or inspire them or how do we get through in some sort of way? And yeah, I mean, it's constantly trying to think of that kind of stuff yeah. to help people because you know that they can do it. 
too. When you see, you're like, I really want to help you, but you also have to help yourself. I think one of the the biggest traps for trainers, and it's something that I would love to say that I used to do, mm-hmm. but I still do it. <laughs> and it's one of the worst things that a trainer can do is want results for their clients more than their client does. Oh yeah, yeah. Because then it becomes yeah. then the then the client starts to get this like feeling of guilt if they don't do something. Right. And then it's like, well, I don't want to go back now. Mm-hmm. I have clients that have reached out about training and then I follow up about when, and then they don't respond because they don't want me to see them at, in the spot that they're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, I was, I was gone for St. Thomas for you know six months and now I moved back here and people are reaching out to train, but there's the, there's, there's always these like, oh, but you know, I haven't done anything in a long time. And so like, don't try to kill me. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, I've yet to kill anyone. Yes. So <laughs> not in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, uh, well, in that manner, uh, in a training world, but I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And I get that maybe this workout, we're just going to walk on incline on the treadmill and have yeah. a conversation, Yeah, but you're going to feel better and we're going to get into a better spot from that. Right. And that's the one thing too, that I think I learned from wor- working with so many moms. Cause it's like, Oh, well, I, I didn't get to it today or I had a really tough week or I was really tired or the baby didn't sleep. And it's like, I'm always super like and not even because I understand too mm-hmm. now more than anything. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm always like, that's who cares? Like, that's great. You know what? We'll start again. Mm-hmm. Like you can always start again. That's what I always tell myself too. I don't know about you too. It's like when you feel like you've fallen off somewhere, whether it's with nutrition or your fitness schedule or something. And I just like, I always remind myself that I'm like, always just pick up, just go. Mm-hmm. You know? That's my, that was yesterday for yeah. me like getting back into like doing movements. Yeah. I am. And it, it sounds so like ridiculous me saying it and other people be like, eh, but like I'm the least fit now that I've probably been in a decade. Yeah. But it's all relative. Yeah. yeah. And some people be like, Oh, you know, this yeah, is, I'm like, but yeah. for me yes. inside, yeah. I mean, I had to scale Cindy yesterday. Right. I did three pull-ups, six push-ups, And then I, I ended up riding the air bike yeah. because the only thing I could be doing that I have been doing is squats. Right. And, and I ended up cutting it shorter than I originally was planning on because I started to like feel, I'm yeah. like, man, I have the fatigue in my arm because I had surgery. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it was hard. And then today um, I'm so, and, and I always try to line myself up and maybe this is a motivation thing. Maybe you can use it for yourself, your clients, or I mean, anyone who's listening to this, but Hurley came into the gym today and we had talked about it yesterday. We were going to train at 930 before we came in here. And I did some rowing intervals early, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but was saving that workout. And part of me was like, oh, I wonder if he is going to sleep in or if like something happened. And as soon as he walked in, it wasn't like a, well, I didn't want to do the workout. Yeah. I didn't I hate to tell you here. I didn't want to <laughs> do that workout today. But he walked in. It's like, well, we said we were going to do it. And then afterwards you're like, I couldn't imagine the the guilt I'd be putting on myself if I didn't do it. I would have oh, just been yeah. like, you're a piece of shit. Yes. Like you're lazy you talk about discipline, but you don't hold up with yourself. And right. there's, there's times that you catch yourself slipping in these different areas. And it's like, that's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, I think we get, you know, older and like we said, other priorities come in and out and of training it becomes harder. It's not as like accessible, I guess. And those kinds of things happen. But I think, um, I think it's almost, it's good to learn how to reset yourself mm-hmm. almost. I don't know that's, and then maybe that's being like wiser and smarter. Yeah. <laughs> young instead of young and dumb. I don't know. And there's, you know, there's definitely times when you, I get locked in. 
And there's times where it's like on the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I might go back to the gym and train later. I might, yeah. you know, after double session. Um, yeah. And there's been times when I'm like with Ty and, yeah. um, you know, Rachel will go to the store. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my workout in. Yeah. And then after I put her to bed, it's like, I felt good from the workout. You know, like, I'm just going to do Tabata squats. Yeah. And then like this last weekend when we were together, I like didn't make time for it. And then she went to bed a little bit later. And I was like, I could do something if yeah. I wanted to. And I was like, ah, I just didn't really feel it. So like, there's times to get dialed in. It's like, use that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't be like, oh, I don't want to go too far. Like, no, use that motivation. Use that momentum. Yes, exactly. Like, sometimes I, we, you know, me, my husband and I, like, we'll, Jeff won't be super busy or I won't be super busy. And I can fit in, like, a two, three-hour session, like, at the gym with, like, my young fitness friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I get that. But then, I don't know, there could be a week where I only get to do like a half hour of like EMOM work and one strength thing and that's it. Like, and then, you know, so exactly when you gotta like take advantage of it when you're feeling it or when you can, it's like, I don't know, you just, you have to um, improvise and people don't like doing that because it's like an all or nothing mentality, but you can't have that. As a friend of mine says, improvise, adapt and overcome. (laughs) That friend is Jeff. Yes, yes, yes. Or you can have Jeff, yeah, just tell you to stop being a little pussy. <laughs> like I do. I'm like, okay. Okay. Sure. There's, there, you know what? I think there's still a place for that. I do, I do too. I like it. No, I need that 100%. When, and when everyone's like, oh, you know, like, don't be too hard on yourself or there's not, you know, Chris Irwin was talking about this at the speak when he, when he was speaking for like the men's mental health. Mm. And it's this whole like suffer in silence thing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, everyone's like, you know, it was a really big thing. And then everyone's like, oh, you know, don't, you know, for men's mental health, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, especially for like some of the physical stuff. It's like, there's something to it. Like, just get the work done. Right. Don't right. complain about it. Just work and go hard. Yes. And there's been times where I've had to reach out to people and I'm like, don't want to work out, semi workout, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yeah. And they're like, here it is. Like, do it right now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter who they are to me, yeah. but just even someone just yeah. to be like, hey, just fucking do just, it. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah. You got to toughen up. I think some of my best coaches have been, I don't know. And I've always been like this, even so it could also be a personality thing. And I, I, some people obviously, um, gravitate to certain, what, what's that called? A, um, help me out here. What are you talking about? It's like a certain character or personality yeah, personality or like a motivation, I guess motivation, yeah. certain motivate motivates them. Anyways, I just like somebody who kind of is like no bullshit, like fucking do it. Stop yeah. being a baby. Like, cause that's, that's also a great thing about Austin too. Yes. We talked, we referenced this in like, in like one way, but then another way where he did it so often where there would be times when I walk into the gym and he'd have my barbell set up oh, for yeah. the workout we were going to do together. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that right yeah. now. And then he wouldn't say a word and I'd go into the back and I'd yeah. set my, I wouldn't even get my, to the office. I set my bags down and then he'd start the timer and I'd just grab the bar right. and I'd go, go. I'm in it. Yeah. Because, but also because he was doing it. Yeah. Because he has that mental fortitude to right. fucking show up every day yeah. and do what he's, you know, it's like, there's a big place for that too. Yeah. I'm sure there's days that he doesn't want to train, but it's probably few and far between with like something for like me. Well, it goes back to accountability. I think too, like we all need that accountability. So no matter how like elite we've been or um, like even you, even me need somebody to be accountable to or need a coach need a, like, that's the other thing when people like complain about um, like, I don't know, like, and I get it. Like sometimes money is a factor and that's fine. But 
everybody needs a coach, a nutrition coach, a like, I've been doing this for whatever, 12 years, and I have somebody helping me with nutrition. Why do I know what to do? And I was having this conversation with him. I was like, I know what to do, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> He's from like the office. I know exactly what to do, but at the same time, I have no idea. <laughs> Like seriously. And, and I'm like, why am I like this? He's like, everybody, everybody needs help. Everybody needs mm -hmm. someone to like push them in the right direction, no matter how, why do you think elite professional athletes have a million zillion coaches? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause they need them. Yeah. I think the accountability is a big piece that I'm, I'm kind of like missing into the equation. Right. I talked about consistency. We talked about motivation. We talked about discipline, Yeah, but the accountability the accountability of, of, of Hurley showing up to the gym today made me accountable. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I would have one gone as hard or two even done the yeah. workout because I had already trained. Yeah. And, and you already decided you didn't want to yeah. do the workout. But that's like the team training yeah. side of it. Yeah. We'd made the commitment to each other and that's where gym memberships come in. Yeah. People are like, oh, I want to, you know, I want a 999 membership to Planet yeah. Fitness. You're like, do you know why that the price is there? So you won't fucking go. Exactly. Because if everyone who had a gym membership to a Planet Fitness, 24-Hour Fitness, LA Fitness, all of these gym chains, mm -hmm. all of them, they would fall flat on their face all of because them. the model is not, I'm trying to get people fit, it is I want as many people to sign up and I want to have the price as low as I possibly can for them to renew their membership, but or high enough to re renew their membership, but low enough yeah. where they don't go. Yeah, smart. And That's I remember the, the, the 24-Hour Fitness in San Diego of one, they told me like a staggering statistic of how many people were members. There were people who were still paying memberships that didn't even live in San Diego anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of members. It's crazy. But if the people that were paying for their services, utilize their services, the traditional fitness industry would fall flat on its face. Oh yeah. So sometimes paying that extra money is paying for that coach to show up yeah. is paying for that accountability buddy. It is. It really is. And it doesn't matter who you are. I think you need it. And I think it's worth it. Like, I don't know when people say it's like, oh, well, that's how much money it is. I'm like, yeah, well, that's how much money it is. I've also been doing this for 12 years. Do you think it, it took me a long time to know what I know? I worked really hard. And so, yeah, now you have to pay for that. Yeah. I mean, you can get a, you can go to the store and get a 18 pack of beer or you can pay a little bit more exactly. for the, you know, whatever it is. It's like the price is the price. Yeah, well, yeah. The amount of money that people are like, I can't afford this. Yeah. I'm like, let me look at your finances. Yeah, and the yeah, people yeah. are like, maybe I can afford ah. it. <laughs> like how much did you spend on that one drink last yes, night? Yes, exactly. Um, but I think, I think you're onto a lot of really incredible things in a demographic that we both work in and a demographic that, that I don't, that I don't reach and I just don't know much on. Yeah. And I think that, and I hope that when people listen to this, they'll want to reach out to you for either advice, your services and all that Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. How, um, how does someone find you on Instagram? So, um, the mom session. Um, that's spell Instagram. Well, I guess, no, we'll put it on there at the, the mom session. We'll like, how do we spell that? Mom. mom. Um, the mom session, um, direct message me. Um, also <laughs> I like do my phone number. I'm like, five, eight, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. We'll put the mom session on. That's fine. Direct well, message me. That's so well, easy. And then yeah. your, what's your personal handle? Oh, my personal handle. What is it? Allie, is yeah. it, is your middle name, has started with an M? Yes, Allie M. Leard. I was going to introduce you as Allie M. Leard and I was like, I don't know what her middle name is. Yeah, it's Marie. That's my middle name. But 
It's Allie M. Lear. Yes. Is that a- what it is? At A-L-L-Y-M-L-E-A-R-D. Yeah. Um, or there too. And yeah, it's all whatever kind of fitness really. But yeah, I, I do love, I have a passion for helping the moms. Um, like what we were just talking about. I think, I think the average person is very, and I don't even mean, not that we're not average people, but we were once, you know, I like to think we were a lead at one point, which was very nice. And it's the people think there's this huge like disconnect or difference and there really isn't. And it's wanting to kind of like also think more normalizing, normalizing the help that everybody needs. And um, especially like I said, with my mamas and wanting to just help them be successful and not have pain with fitness afterwards and there and therefore write it off or think it's not important or because they can't do it anymore. And that's just not the case. So. Wow. Allie, yeah. thank you so no, much thank you. for coming on here. It was fun. And we will do a follow up after Connor gets his um, public internal floor. public floor um, exam. Fuck it. I'll do it. Hey, I'll do it too. <laughs> I should. Yeah, no, I, get, I need a refresh. Yeah. I know why you want to go back. Feels good. <laughs> Um, <coughs> you guys can always follow, um, follow us at big night fitness, um, on Instagram and then YouTube. And then my personal handle at Connor T Murphy. Um, as always, if you have questions, if you have comments, put them in the YouTube comments, reach out to me directly. I will always get back to you. I don't know exactly when I will get back to you, but I will always uh, respond and get back to any of those messages that, that we receive and same goes for Allie. All right, guys, until next time. See you later.